Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1,500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This is the High Hopes Podcast. High Hopes. It's a bunch of baseball nerds talking about the Phillies on Radio.com and Sports Radio 94 WIP. Yeah! It is another edition of the High Hopes Podcast. And yes, Jack Fritz, it is the perfect offseason day. But in reality... It's the day we finally got what we wanted, what we've been asking for the entirety of the history of this podcast. A World Series. My favorite guy in baseball. He's my hero. They hired a Rays guy. We're doing the perfect offseason. Like, I'm with you, man. Playoffs this year, maybe World Series this year. Things could not be breaking our way more, buddy. I agree. And listen, the Braves can have their one-off random World Series all they want, <laughs> but we hired a raise guy. So which is more important? It's a great question. Well, I would like to thank Dave Dombrowski for a lot of things, you know, actually like shockingly making me invested in the Phillies again and making me actually believe in the infrastructure of the Phillies again, which I honestly thought was something that might never happen again in my lifetime, but also for scooping me on the perfect offseason. Couldn't wait one day for this one. Literally, I said it to Jack as soon as it happened. In my perfect offseason, there's only one thing at the top that is in all caps, and it's sign a front office person from the Rays. My offseason's complete. I'm good. I don't even need to do this pod, Jack. Unbelievable. Yeah, and it's just it, it's it's exactly what we wanted. Like having a having a Tampa Bay Rays guy who has only worked for the Rays come and run our research and development department. Oh, man. Like we're not hiring like, we're not hiring some random guy from Google. 
I mean, like, with, with no plan or anything. Like, like he's been brought in to to with a plan. Like he's he's brought in with an idea of what you know they want him to do. It's just like, ugh, boy, I, I I've been wrong about a lot, and I know like I know nothing's really happened yet, and I know like it hasn't been proven or whatnot. But dude, like. I am so sorry for the Dave Dombrowski. <laughs> like he's literally doing can we, can like we go back and delete podcasts. Is that possible? Can we stricken that podcast from like, the world's record? If you put if you put if you just took out the name Dave Dombrowski and said this is a Ivy League GM uh who was like worth like whatever. Like he worked under like Thad Levine or he worked somewhere else and he gave him a blank title and this is what he put well, this is what he's done so far. I mean, it's just like this is this is how smart organizations are built, and I'm just so happy. I'm so happy that he's not like reverting back to old school oh. ways. Like he knows where oh. the sport is trending. The fact that he that he kept Ochard and and he kept Herg and, and Preston Mattingly. Preston Mattingly, who is the we already said on this podcast, the Fernando Tatis Jr. and and Vlad Guerrero Jr. <laughs> of of uh of uh. Uh, farm directors, yes. Yeah. So um, it's just remarkable. I mean, that they, they are finally doing this thing right. I like. I know it's been a painful ten years, and I know it's been the 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 rebuild has been wasted or whatever. But just look at what is in place now. You have a, a raised guy who ran or was an assistant R and D guy there, coming to be an assistant GM here. That's a massive upgrade. You have Brian Barber, who in two drafts in two whatever is added real talent to this system. You have smart guys down there when it comes to where the sport is trending in driveline and, and, and that kind of stuff that are that, you know, you saw strides from last year I mean, look what Bryson Stott's doing. Look what Logan O'Hoppy's doing. Like look at what those guys are doing. That's a good sign. Preston Mattingly is here. Obviously like we have a lot to learn about him. I mean, he hasn't, we don't really know much about him, but just from everything we've read, people talking around baseball, guy seems like he's on the ball like things are really starting to turn the right way i couldn't be happier and the news that came down today it was like i got, i almost wanted to hit the breaking news sounder on the air but i knew <laughs> i knew <laughs> no one would care um but i felt i literally felt like a million bucks i've been giddy ever since i've been smiling um like the the last you know that they, they blew the rebuild they did but everything that they've done under dave dombrowski has been the right thing they've kept the right people they're moving the right direction and I just have this overwhelming sense that these next, you know, five years, five to ten years are going to be really, really good for Phillies baseball, and Dave is going to leave leave us in the uh, in a good spot. Jack, dare I say? I, I don't even know if I can let the words escape my mouth without a laugh after or without sarcasm attached. But Jack, dare I say it for the first time in the history of the Elves podcast? Are the Phillies a smart organization now? Like, do are we how like how long have we said I just want a smart baseball team? Like, I just want a smart baseball team. Like, buddy, like, like it's starting to feel like the Phillies are turning in to a baseball team that has the potential to be a damn smart baseball team. And like to your point about Dombrowski, especially like, and and again, you know, we've never said anything bad about mm -hmm. Dave Dombrowski. We loved mm -hmm. the hire when it happened. It yes. was a, a no doubt hire. Uh, but, you know, I mean, seriously, like you look at that hire and what this guy has done and then contrast it with the Lowell, uh, I'm sorry, the Mets and like 
literally can't get anyone to take. They're talking about hiring a lawyer who's been out of the game for three years. Like it, it makes you appreciate them getting Dave Dombrowski that much more. You know what I mean, it's just like, again, I don't think I've been more wrong about a Phillies take than my initial take when they are Dave Dombrowski. Like it's the most wrong. I think I've been like, this guy has done everything we could have possibly wanted him to do since he came in here. All the concerns we had, all the, I really hope this doesn't happen. I really hope he's not you know, going to go old school, this and that, like all that stuff. It's been none of it. Like not a single thing has been that. Like he has done exactly what we hoped he would be. And then when you, you think about the actions and then the guy himself and the pedigree and the knowing what a winning organization looks like and all that, and, and combine that with the, the brains and the baseball smarts that have been brought into this organization or, or, you know, sustained in the organization with the minor league development guys and stuff, man, like I, this is in the history of the IOS podcast, the most optimistic I have been about the future with the Phillies. Like that's it. Like the most optimistic I've been. And we said it going in the off season, Jack, and we're about to do our perfect off season. And we're really excited about it. Jack's probably, I, I might, I might not get it right, but I would say Jack's mentioned it to me. Like, Somewhere in the neighborhood of 255 times today. You know, perfect offseason day. Hey, perfect. Did you know it's perfect? He even tweeted, I, I don't, like tweeted at, at response to my, the, the Go Birds podcast. I did. This isn't the perfect offseason. But like Jack is so ready for this perfect offseason pod. And the thing is, is we talked about this coming in, but, but as excited as we're going to get about this and as hopeful as we are that they're going to sign the guys we want, make the trades we want, all that, like the most important thing that had to happen this offseason, and again, Nothing has happened yet. We haven't seen these guys in action yet. But but the most important thing was Dave Dombrowski nailing these hires. And man, like, it's really looking like he's nailing these hires. Yeah. And it's not even it, – this, this is going to sound like a, a small thing, but given what we've had to deal with in the last couple of years, like just, just reading his comments, and we weren't able to hear them, but it was like, wow, a real adult. Just talking about the talking about baseball <laughs> and being open and honest about what they need. Like, yeah, they need a center fielder, they need a left fielder, they need a closer. Uh, and like he just the, the the thing that I've been most impressed with uh is just that they have a plan. Like it, it feels like there is a legitimate, legitimate plan here. It feels like they have turned this whole thing around. And dare I say it, they're they're turning into a, a well functioning organization. Sure. The, the last couple of years have happened, but you know, it's kind of like, I, I'm, I'm willing to, to give them a blank slate and, and start this thing all over. I don't like, I know they bought the rebuild, but I can't keep harping on missing on draft picks and all that stuff because I believe where this team is at is really trending in the right direction. And like everything they're doing is stuff that smart organizations do and uh, couldn't be more fired up. And today was just like almost the icing on top of the cake. It's like, wow. They hired a raise guy. We all we've wanted James since the inception. Like they 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 missed on Hyam. Uh, like they they've missed on raise guys in the past. But damn it, we got a raise guy, and it's not Jose Alvarado. You know, it's it's not Ryan. <laughs> it's not Ryan Sheriff or whatever. Like it's it's a real raise guy, and and the guy that seems like he had his hands in getting some legitimate talent and trades down there uh, and knowing what to look for and knowing what, what not to look for. I mean, James, what is the, 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 the old adage, I guess, in baseball right now is like, don't make trades with the Rays. Well, guess who was running or being a part of their, their R and D development. This guy, like, like that's what we're talking about here. The guy that helped the Rays 
pretty much steal every trade they've made in the last couple of years is now on our side. Are we going to, dare I say it, make smart moves? I mean, <laughs> again, again, the Braves World Series is very adorable. But we hired a Rays guy today, and frankly, I will take that over a world's. I honestly, it's not, it's not even a bit. It's not even a bit. I would I rather, I would rather have the Rays guy than a World Series this year. Well, no, no. Hope is the Rays guy means multiple World That's Series, right? That's what I'm saying. I can't believe they hired a Rays guy, man. Like I, like if we weren't already doing the perfect offseason pod tonight, like we would have done an emergency pod for an assistant general manager hire. And it would have been the first emergency pod for an assistant general manager hire in the history of podcast, Jack. So, you know, we could have like made history today if we wanted to. That's how exciting I mean, that's how exciting we are. I can't believe they're to get crazy, like a smart guy who's involved in stuff. And like, man, and, and then when you think about what Dombrowski has to offer, and obviously again, like we've talked about the, what he's doing from building this organization up for the future, and the hires he's made and just the, the institutional knowledge when you compare when you pair what he has to offer from the 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 history in baseball, from the being with winning organizations, from winning and all and all that stuff, and then you add it with these smart young guys who understand where the sport is at, like, man, it just, again, you know, you need results. This is the we're 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 projecting. But it feels like a match made in heaven. It feels like the exact type of of you know uh, mesh of of baseball ideology that I would want for my franchise. Yeah, it's, and it's awesome. And, and I don't know if I brought it up on this podcast or not, but I mean, you got to give credit to David. He did. Oh, you, got, you got you got other podcasts. Or? He, no, yeah. he he did build the, the the Tigers up from the from you know he started there in two thousand two. Oh 2002. yeah, no, you've never you've never mentioned it. Oh, you've okay, let me let me let good, me good. let me rehash good. this again. <laughs> No, but I, I agree with you. I actually just wrote it down on my notes. Like this one, this might be a perfect storm. Uh, and, yeah. and it's like it's it's a mesh of old school and uh, honestly, the best organizations. I mean, we just saw it with the Braves. Um, you know, they 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 mesh the old school with the new school. Uh, Anthropolis, you know, is a more older school GM. I guess. I mean, I guess like back in the day, he was considered analytical, but now he's become <laughs> become old I know. school. That's <laughs> so funny. Um, but with it, like they, they, he knows he knows how to build a roster. He knows how to fill out a roster and that kind of stuff. And that's where I think Dave is going to be massive. I mean, I I, I just trust him heading into this offseason. Like when he says that he wants a closer, I just assume he's going to go get the one of the best guys in the sport. Uh, when he says he needs a center fielder and he needs a left fielder, like I just trust that the guy he's going to bring in is going to is going to get the job done. I mean, even you know, it, it's not as massive as the race guy, but getting a guy like Kevin Long in here. I mean, Kevin Long. Yeah. Uh, it, I mean, Michael, Michael Conforto. If you want to get crazy, not New York Post crazy, who has him signing him for six <laughs> six one forty, but like Conforto has best what? year. Yeah. I thought he was like a one-year prove-it deal dude, guy right now. Dude, Ken Davidoff of the of the Post, of the, of the wow. Phillies, the Phillies signing him for six one forty, and I mean, that's just insanity. I almost threw my phone on the Google because like that's you insane. saw Conforto play last year, right? Yes. Like he watched baseball, or where he no? was terrible until August or whatever. Horrendous. Yeah. yeah. So, but I like either way having a guy like they're just bringing in so many high-level people into this organization to go along with who's already here. And I'm just, I just couldn't be more excited. I literally could not be more excited about where, like I, this is, for, I, it's not even, a, I'm not even doing a bit right now. I know I, people think I could get overly excited about the Phillies. Like I am 
so in on this team right now. I could not be more in on the Phillies, which sounds insane given, you know, my track record on this podcast. But, like, I literally am so happy, happy and confident and believe. And I just, it's just, it's such great vibes right now. Just great yeah. vibes. Um, well, I think that's the thing is, is if you're listening to pod and you're like, oh, well, Jack, you're always in, you know, you're always whatever. Like you just said, like, I'm in, dude. Yes. Like, I'm the one who's normally like, Jack, stop. This I know. Is whatever. Like, I, Jack and I, 100% aligned. Like, I feel the exact same way. I said it before. I'll say it again. It's true. Like, it is the, to, 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 to borrow our title, our, 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 the name of this podcast, my hopes have never been higher in the history of this podcast, like legitimately Bryce Harper getting signed. Like, obviously that was awesome. That was cool. We got the guy, all that. Like, this is like real fundamental excitement about this team where it's like, I believe in the purpose. I believe in what they're doing. I believe in how they're doing it. And, and that's if anyone who's listened to this podcast for a long time knows, like that's, that's always been our thing. All we've wanted a smart organization. Yeah. All we've wanted is a well-functioning baseball team. That's literally all we've wanted is a team that we believed in that was smart and and whatnot. And, and what if this is, what if this really is Pat Gillick taking over all over again? You know, oh yeah. six, yeah, and, and immediately the Phillies turn into a, a contender pretty much overnight. Um, and I just, whew, I just, I'm so excited. I just, it, it, yeah. I, I actually like for for as great as Bryce is and all that stuff, it feels like we're actually gonna have a chance at a real winner here, and we don't have to deal with the "what was me" Phillies fan that's like, oh well, there's no talent anywhere and all this stuff. It's like I get it. But just and I I think I've been preaching this all off season, but trust that it's coming. Like it's like the things are turning around, and <laughs> I don't want to steal a flower analogy, but dare I Uh-oh. say, dare Uh-oh, I say, going. the roots are under the system, <laughs> and you just got to keep watering and fertilizing, and you know one day it's gonna pop, and when it pops, baby. This podcast is going to be on fire. This city's going to oh, be on buddy. fire. Baseball's going to be so back in Philadelphia. Uh, we're going to have 45,000 people down at CBP with rally towels going yet again. It might not be this season. I think it'll be this season. But even if it's not this season, the window is continuing to open under Dave Dombrowski. Ugh, what a time to be alive. What a time to be alive, man. Like, there's this hope. Is, uh, like, there's been no, yeah, there's, there's no hope, hope there's under hope. Matt Glenzak and Andy McPhail. Like, it would just be ranting and ranting and ranting and go spend money and all this stuff and clean up all your mistakes. There's an actual freaking plan. What a time. I, it, honestly, it's, like, almost surreal. <laughs> it feels like I forgot what that's like, man. It's, uh, it's pretty awesome. All right, with that in mind, speaking of plan, I think it's time to get to it. Uh, again, you've only mentioned it to me like 300 times. What did today. I? What did I come into your studio today and say? He says perfect off season day. But uh, what, what, what movie reference? Oh, what was the movie reference? Um, oh come on! I thought this was I memorable. Know, was, I thought this was a that, memorable that, part of your day. It, well, it, I, I, you know, I'm, I'm doing a show. Oh right. I guess you are. I guess you are. No, but it's I, 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 I woke up today. And I felt like Vince Vaughn and Wedding Crashers. Oh, where yeah, goes, that's what you said. Yeah. It's wedding season. No, it's, it's perfect off-season day. Yeah. All right, let's get into it. Uh, I, again, like, no joke, I really swear on my daughter's life 
that in caps at the top of my thing from when I made this list is sign up front office person from the Rays. So we're already one for one on my list. That nailed was it. The most important thing. Nailed it. Nailed it. All right, let's get into it. You want to go first? Uh, you know what? Let me go first. And then, because people are anticipating yours. I'm like an also ran here. I know it. There are certain things that, that are my thing, and there are certain things that are your thing. The perfect offseason, it's your thing. And you're the king of the perfect offseason. Also, to be frank, I suck at fake trades. It's just what it is. I, I know. suck at it. I try and come up with them. I suck at it. It drives me crazy. But I have a trade. So, all right. I'm going to dive in. I'm going to do my offseason, and then we'll, we'll just clear right. the floor. It'll be like a Carmelo Anthony possession. We'll clear out. You just take over. Do your no, thing. No, no. I, I'm going to be locked in on your perfect offseason. Oh, and I'm look gonna, at you, buddy. I'm going to okay. react off. All right. All right, you already know what my first move is because I I told you a guy from the Rays. Yeah, yeah, well, yes, my my first uh, roster move, I will say. Um, you also know what that is because I've been talking to you about it. I'm not talking about it on the pod, but I've talked about it quite a bit off the pod. I I have one guy that I want, and I have a lot of moves, but I have one guy that I want this offseason. Nick Castellanos has to be a Philly. Like that's it. I need Nick Castellanos on the Philly. I need a guy like that. I need a dude who I can freaking count. Remember we were just talking about Anthony Rendon and we're like, oh, Alec Bowen could be our Rendon. Nick Cassius is Rendon. Like, that's the kind of hitter he is. A guy you can just count on to go out and just spray the ball all over the field and, and hit some bombs for you and just be a consistent piece in the middle of the lineup. Dave Dombrowski obviously talked about a left fielder. I think they are going to add a left fielder. I think Castellanos just makes perfect sense. I think you get him for a little cheaper than you get like the top guys on the market. He's not going to cost Correa money. He's not going to cost Flory money. A little bit less than that. I need Nick Castellanos on the Phillies. And Dave Dombrowski gets to bring his uh, his prize prospect back. You know, all oh come- yeah, I didn't even think of that. Look at that, buddy. Team all- the Tigers. Yes, of course. Of yeah, course. all comes full Dave circle. Dombrowski built the Tigers. I t- I forgot this. I forgot that Dave Dombrowski built the Tigers. It's yeah, good. it is easy to forget. It's not like he was there for uh, twelve years or yeah, yeah, twelve years. So okay, uh, Castellanos. I would definitely take Cassianos. I'm a little worried about giving up a second round pick to sign him. I fully understand. <laughs> like, believe me, I would be happy. I'm just telling you that this is how I feel. I would be at the moment. I would be happy they signed him, but I would also be thinking we could have drafted the next Ethan Wilson with the second round pick, and that doesn't sit well with me. So, um, I like Cassianos. If you're looking, like, if you if you're judging off of what Dave Dombrowski said the other day, uh, talking about wanting a, a big bat in left field. I mean, there's no better option to me than, than Castellanos. Yeah, I love Castellanos. I'm on him. All right, if, if I don't get Castellanos, I would be in on the Correa semi and say Seager. Well, they're not. They're not group. signing Correa. It's not even worth the discussion. No, they're not. I'm just throwing again. I'm saying if I can, Castellanos is my guy. That's my favorite offseason. I'm signing Castellanos. But I'm just saying, like, if I don't get Castellanos, I would be willing to venture into those markets. But but Castellanos is my guy. All right. Um, so second move. Um, so I've gone back and forth on this, and you and I have talked about this. And I and it was John Heyman today tweeting out Phillies are in on Starling Mark, right? Yeah. Which you know, talked about center fielder. He's 33. He's going to be 34 next October. Just went through the McCutcheon thing. I don't love it, but. Dude's pretty athletic. I mean, with 47 steals, he had like, what, 30 straight or whatever last year. Here's what I'm doing. I'm overpaying Starling Marte so that he signs a two-year deal. 
Cause I can't give him three years. I can't go four years. Like I can't, I can't do that. But I think Starling Marte is aging well enough where, and, and all the injuries he have, it's always a freak injury. It's always like he gets hit by a pitch or something. Like it's never a hamstring. It's never a this. I'm overpaying Star because I'm saving a little on Castellanos. I'm not going into you know high level shortstop money. I mean, obviously, perfect offseason. They go over luxury tax. We all know they're not going to do that. So we're trying to stay at least realistic. Let's be realistic here for a second. Yes, we're trying. We're trying to be realistic. Yes. Um, I'm I'm overpaying Marte for two, and then I've got my outfield of Bryce Harper, Starling Marte, and Nick Castellanos. And and part of my thought process, as I've said to you many times, is I I feel like the the best plan for the Phillies right now is a double barrel approach where you commit to the squad that you have now on the field and you try and win with this group because Bryce Harper, and Zach Wheeler, and JT, and all these guys are in the prime of their careers. They're paid a lot of money. You've already got a lot invested in this team. Like, go for it because the rest is far away. So so worry about building up from the bottom and building up the farm system and stuff, but also take a shot with this group right now. And the only way you do that is to, to add some premier talent right now. So that's my outfield. So I, I, know, I know you're a little, a little nervous about Marte and I am too. That's, I would not do this for three years. It is two years. If I could get him one year, insane amount of money, I'd do it, but there's no way he's going to sign. Bill. Right. And you know, he's going to do whatever it takes to get three or more years. I know. I know. I, this is, this is again, perfect off season. This is a little pie in the sky-ish. I know that, but I'm, I'm going, yeah. I'd rather pay him an extra 10 million in the first two years to save that third year. Yeah, and I think I think Marte's awesome. Like, it's not that I'm worried about the player. It's just like I'm not. I have no interest in giving a 33 year old uh, <laughs> three I agree. years. So. I get it. I get it. Yeah, no, I but like, it. listen, if you if you can get him, for, even I would even give him two and a third and a third year option, and just see how it plays out. See where he's at. Yeah. Yeah, but but like the the now I do he he's he for 33. I mean, he's still he's phenomenal. It. I, I, honestly, I was shocked he was 33. Like yeah. I knew it earlier this year, but when I found out that he was 33. I was floored. I thought it was like 30. Yeah, me too. I, I he, he does not seem 33 to me. Just like, because he, he's still so athletic and, and all that stuff. So he probably ages well. Like, Lorenzo Cain's the one I always worry about uh, when it comes to, like these kind he's of things. He's a better hitter than Cain. Yeah, he's a better hitter. Um, You know, he still stole a ton of bags last year, all that stuff. So would just be worried and about just, 30. But he's he's obviously the almost the perfect fit. And I'm looking at needs for this team right now, and I'm bad at fake trades. And I don't want Byron boxing because I think that's going to end up costing a lot of money. I don't trust that guy to stay healthy or anything at yes, all. And, there's, and there just aren't a lot of options. Like, they need a center fielder unless we're talking about moving someone who isn't a, who isn't a, a go-to center fielder. Like, you know, we've talked about trading for Mitch Hanniger in the past. I love Mitch Hanniger. I would still be interested in him. But he's not a center fielder. He can no. play it, but he's not. He's not a center fielder. I've just seen enough bad defense with this team the past few years, particularly last year, where, like, I, I want a center fielder who can make some plays. So – Start, the, the thing with Marte is he's the only guy. Like, he's the only center fielder on the market, the only legit center fielder on the market you can look at and say, that guy's a stud. So that's it was more of a scarcity thing for me with Marte than anything. Okay, you ready for my next move? Yes. I have one, one more offensive move, and then, and then we'll get to pitching. You ready for my trade? Yes. Okay. And I need a little help with it because I have a prospect attached, and it'll probably take more – I might need your help with what level of prospect I'd have to give up. I know I'm probably below right now, but okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna take a shot here. I'm trading Reese Hoskins. Wow. And Jalen Ortiz. Like you add another prospect. I probably this is not enough. 
But I'm trading for Matt Chapman, man. I'm trading for Matt Chapman. I'm turning Alec Bowman into a first baseman. I'm locking down third base with the best defensive third baseman in the sport, or at least one of the, the couple, handful of best defensive third baseman in the sport. I just, I love Matt Chapman. He's still young. He is still not paid for two more years. Him and Reese, similar situations with that. I love Matt Chapman. I've wanted to be a Philly forever. I don't know what else I have to give up, plus Reese and, and an Ortiz type prospect. I, I'm sure it's more, but I think there's something there. It would definitely be at least one more prospect, I would Matt say. Ol- Matt Olson, it looks like they're probably going to trade him. They're shopping him. So you would, you know, yeah. fit there where they bring in Reese, they move Matt Olson, something like that, potentially. I know that Reese getting close to getting paid is an ideal for Oakland. It's not a perfect fit. Like a Alec Bohm, Matt Chapman trade probably makes more sense, but I, I just I can't trade Bohm. So <sighs> Matt Chapman is obviously great defensively. It's just you can't hit. And it, it, it he can it, hit. He, he can he's hit. He's a two forty hitter. He's, he's like, not two forty. Dude, he's been a, he's been a he's been a below average offensive player for the last couple of years. He he had the breakout year a couple years ago where he had thirty eight yes, homers. Mon- monster year a couple years ago. And it was yes, like wow, he, this... he was he had twenty seven home runs last year. He batted oh he was awful last year offensively. Yeah. All right, I didn't realize quite how bad he was offensively last year. That that that. Makes me a little nervous, but he's still he's still young. He's still good. Yeah, I mean, obviously the defense is remarkable. Only twenty eight. Yeah, no, I mean Matt Chapman's awesome uh, defensively, but I mean he goes two forty nine, two thirty two, two ten. Yeah, I didn't realize how bad he was last year offensively. I, I probably should have looked up his stats a little bit before my fake trade, um, but I still like it. Yeah, I mean, listen, Matt Chapman is awesome. Just when it comes to the, like you, just and, having and you a lose vacuum. A pop, but you're bringing Castellanos in to kind of make up for it a little bit. I would definitely be I, the one concern with it is you're lacking pop in the lineup a little bit. Oh. But I just I, I don't I'm not I don't see myself giving Reese Hoskins the money he wants. Was it next year or whatever? And I want to try and parlay that. Is I can't look unless we know for sure the DH is going to be here, which. I think there's a chance it is, but we don't know. Like, I can't have Bowman and Hoskins on the same team. I can't. Well, um, yeah. Well, I, mean, I don't know what you're, I don't. I wouldn't be too worried about Pop. I mean, you have thirty. You've had you probably thirty homers from Matt Chapman. If he doesn't, if he doesn't play in Oakland, he's playing here. You probably have twenty-five to thirty from Castellanos. You have thirty plus from Bryce. You hope Bowman gets to twenty. You should get to twenty pretty easily. And then uh, Marte, well, whatever, ten. So yeah, I mean, the pop, the pop will be fine. I don't know, but having a vacuum, a vacuum like Matt Chapman would be fun. I think it would probably cost a little bit more. I agree. That's why I think it would cost a little bit more. But but I'm in that range right there. Um, I would actually, I would actually trade for Matt Olson before Chapman. Ooh, that's a, so. Talk about adding pop to the lineup. Talk oh. this out with me. So. So a uh, Hoskins and prospects for Olsen type deal? Yeah. I mean, Matt Olsen's So what are like we doing it. with Bone? I love Matt Olsen. Dude, I've won Matt Olsen in fantasy for, for three years. I picked him up like – I've been an early Matt Olsen guy. Like I had him that whole first year when he went nuts in the second half. Like I'm a Matt Olsen guy. Talk to me. Yeah, I'm I mean, down to, to trade for Matt Olsen. So I'm down to on the fly change my perfect offense. I mean, you're basically adding 40 homers, 100-plus RBIs. and a... 40? Maybe 50? No, no, he hit thirty. He hit thirty nine last year. I mean, he goes, he goes thirty nine, fourteen last year, which is whatever in twenty twenty, which you have no idea, whatever. Uh, thirty six, twenty nine, twenty four. I mean, that's legitimate major pop and and good, good, uh, 
Good defense at first base. Uh, I don't. I gotta look up when his contract is up. But Matt Olson is like the kind of middle of the order impact bat that would like actually change things. Yeah. Here. And if you don't want to pay, with you, man. if you don't want to pay, they're looking to trade him. That's the rumor too. He's only twenty seven years old. I guess he turns twenty eight March. So let's do this. Let's trade for Matt. He betted two seventy one last year, which is crazy. So he, he has one ninety. He has this year, and then he has next year where he's still on arbitration. And so then, same thing as Chapman. Same yeah, exact. So twenty twenty four is when he becomes a free agent. Yeah, let's see Matt Olson instead. I like that. It was more of a, so what do we do with Bohm? Like, Alec Bohm's not a third baseman. Like, he's just not. Like, he's not. Well, I'm, I can't do that again. I'm kind of banking on the uh, the, the DH coming. Yeah. In my, perfect, in my perfect offseason, the, the DH is in the NL. <laughs> oh, okay, I like that. All right, yeah. let's go with that then. Yeah, okay. yeah. So, well, in that case, I, but I like the Olsen idea. That's not, that is... That's a, that's an idea right there. So what? I'll, I'll wait to hear what you're doing with them. Well, they're they're both they're both on the same track, by the way. Hoskins is also on the same track as Olson, but I don't okay. Know. All right, good, good, good. All right, well, that's you know at least a little better. I thought Hoskins was a year earlier. Okay, good. Um, I need a bench bat. I like all the guys I like are too good. You know, I would love to have Chris Taylor here. My guess is someone pays him to start, but a guy like, <laughs> like that who can play multiple positions. Yeah, but I I'm not. I would be I would be pretty mad if they signed Chris Taylor, but. Well, he's going to cost too much. I'm and, saying I'm, I'm talking as a bench guy. With Chris and Taylor. he's costing a draft pick. I'm not. I'm not getting a draft pick for. Chris is he Taylor. really? Did he get a, a yeah. call by him? Yeah. Wow. All right. Well, that that is a a fair point then. Um. All right. I'll get back to a bench bat because honestly, it's not it's not super exciting out there in terms of bench bats. And also, I'm I'm not exactly sure what people will cost. Like a guy like Jorge Soler is someone you look at maybe coming off the offseason. Eddie Rosario might have made a little too much money. You think Soler made too much money in the offseason because Again, these are both guys, Eddie Rosario and Oreo Soler, who were, were literally free at the trade deadline. Yeah. Uh, so, it's always hard to get a gauge on that. Soler's younger and has the home run pop that you know is there. So he probably I would I would pay Soler more than I'd pay Rosario. I mean Rosario looked like he's done before going to Atlanta. Uh but I you know, I don't think it's gonna cost more than like seven million a year. Yeah, and that's very, very doable for that type of guy. All right, I'm going to breeze through my pitching thing quick so we can get to your perfect offseason. It's been way too long on my perfect offseason. All right, um, I'm signing a starter. I'm adding one. I don't think Zach Eflin is going to be fully ready to start the season. We saw this past year how important depth in starting pitching is. Um, I'm going to spend a little bit of money here. I'm not. I, I, I'm. This is where I veer away from Dave. I'm not paying big money for a closer. I'm not giving. You know, Iglesias is the only one of the guys on the market who I would be okay with. Uh, you know, I, I love Iglesias. Yeah, Iglesias but I'm not. I'm not giving twenty million a year. And I'm not. That's my point. I'm not giving up a draft pick for him either. Oh my god, you in the draft pick? <laughs> All right. Um. So <laughs> I, I, my plan in the bullpen is different, but I'm signing Stephen Matz. I think you get Matt's for a pretty cheap deal. He did not get a qualifying offer, Jack. So there you go. Thank you. Had a really nice year. He's hit or miss, but I, you know he's an R, and I think he's someone who has the potential to be pretty decent. Um, so, but Stephen Matz is really just a stand-in for that type of guy, someone who can come in and can be a part of this rotation. I don't trust Kyle Gibson going into next year. I hope Ranger is amazing. I'm actually more excited about Ranger than Kyle Gibson. Like, I hope but. So. That with between the Kyle Gibson thing, between the Eflin thing, and between the who knows with Aaron Nolan and all that stuff, like I am signing another starter. I need an extra guy there. Um, and then bullpen wise, I told you I'm not going closer. I'm I'm signing like three, four guys, but uh, well, I'm re-signing actor. I think that's a no-brainer. Um, and then I'm signing two of these guys. And 
I think some will cost more than others, but I think you can all get get all these guys for at least a somewhat reasonable. The most expensive option that I have that might be out of our range with a multi-year deal is Kendall Graveman. That guy's awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, pitched in the playoffs again. Like we've seen him. He's someone who, you know, went from someone who was throwing like 90 to like 98. You know, he's he's worked on his craft and all that. I, I like Graveman a lot. I think he's not, I think he's doable. Uh, another playoff guy I like a lot, Corey Knebel. You know, I, I think you can get Knebel for a decent price, a, a one-year deal potentially. Um, and then I'm signing, uh, so I'm signing one of those two guys as my higher ticket guy, either Knebel or Graveman. Graveman would be my first choice. And then I'm getting a guy who I think is is probably someone who um, won't cost too much, you know, five mil, maybe th- four, five, six range, um, who's kind of a little bit older, but is still a good pitcher. Like Brad Hand, like jumped around from teams last year, ended up having a pretty good year. Alex Colomb, like wasn't awesome last year, but was freaking awesome the year before that. Like someone like that, who's closed games before, who's play- had gotten some big outs before, uh, you know, uh, uh Michael Givens is like a lower end version of that. Not as good as those two, at least production wise. Um, and I'm also looking at Colin McHugh. I know he's 35, but I like those guys who can kind of open for you and kind of come in some spots. It's coming from the race. So there's a connection there. I'm looking at those guys. I, I, I don't I, my perfect off season, let's say is Graveman, Cologne and, and McHugh or something like that. But I, I, any, any grouping of these guys here, I'm in. Uh, yeah. I, I like I like Graveman a lot. Uh, I guess my only thing I don't I'm kind of out on signing free agent relievers. Like it just I've been burned by it so much sure, in the past. I, I get it, but what are we gonna do? We don't have the guys yeah. in the system right now. I got I, got. I mean Sir Anthony Sir Anthony you hope they come back and be an impact guy for you, but like I need to compete this year, and I I need some guys who can get out to my pen. I'm with you. I'm with you. Um, I I like Graveman a lot. Canable's actually in my perfect offseason as well. So. Ooh. Ooh, I nice. want I want okay, him good. bad. Uh, Brad Hand. Oh, yeah, he's I, good, man. I have no interest in Brad Hand. And... I figured you wouldn't. I love. Oh. I have always liked Brad Hand. Uh, I loved Brad Hand two years ago. I don't like modern day Brad Hand. He was, he was pretty good last year, man. Like he was better than you think. After the seventy he area, had like the... a two, he had a two seventy area on the season. No, he had a two seventy area at the Mets. But, Is that what it was? Yeah. Right, well, still pitch well at the end. Got hot. Got hot late, like a veteran does. Um, but yeah, the point is that he was, he's on my lower end, but I would take a shot on that. Yeah. And he could probably have him. For You're right. He almost. had a 270 yard missed the Mets. That is correct. Yes. All right. Are you ready? It's totally. All right. was four, three, four. That's yes. Exactly. Yes. And okay. Yeah. I, I feel like the Phillies always four, one, dominated. Two. Four, yes. one, two. It was four, one, two, Jack. So okay. there you go. Uh, all right. Uh, enough of me. I'm, 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 I'm laying out. It is your world right now, my friend. Do your thing. All right, so uh, let's start this one off on brand. Uh, I am trading Mickey Moniak and Christian Hernandez to the Pirates for David Bednar. <laughs> Getting an absolute lockdown reliever. That is, that, that, is, that is as on brand as it gets. I will say, though, it is a little jarring that you're getting rid of our, our biggest fan, you know, as far as Philly's players go uh, in, in the very first trade. I know. Know. Well, so, I'm just, I'm letting him, I'm letting, you, I'm letting him. You'll notice. Just, just, just for the record, Mickey, uh, you'll notice one of us didn't trade you; the other did. Just so. Right. I guess my point is, I want to let him go, give him a chance to start elsewhere. And enough with this. Oh, whatever. I see. That's a good move. You're doing it for Mick. I'm That's doing good, it. Good work. Doing it for Mick. Yes. Yes. So, uh, Bednar is is awesome. I mean, like 96 has a hammer, uh, hammer curve. Uh, actually, I think it's more like a slider, but had like a two three last year. 
Um, and just as like a bulldog, take the ball whenever you need them out of the bullpen. Uh, and I, I am very pro trading for bullpen arms than I am for signing at this point, just cause like, I feel like they never work out. And I like the idea of trading for a guy that's ascending. And I think David Bednar is doing that. So David Bednar is my, uh, on brand reliever trade. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I'm with you. It's very on brand. I would give up the qualifying offer. I will give the second round pick to sign Castellanos for left field, but just for the sake of of being different from James, I am signing my guy Saya Suzuki to a three year, twenty four million dollar deal. This guy is so awesome; it's not even funny. I mean, he he had thirty eight homers last year. Led it led the league in WAR. Has four Gold Gloves. Has walked more than he struck out. I mean, the guy is awesome. Bats over three hundred over there, which probably translates to I don't know, like two eighty five here. Um, guy is a an elite talent that I think you're getting at a at a, a not great like a, at a good price. Um, and I just him hitting tanks at Citizens Bank Park is something I absolutely need next year. Can uh, he can play center field if you need him? I'm signing him for left unless Bryce wants to go over there, but I understand. Um, so I will have Saya in left. Uh, and to play center field, James, I am trading si- Simone Muziati and James MacArthur too. The Tampa Bay Rays for Kevin Kiermeyer. <laughs> Unless you get into defense. Man. I am getting the elite defensive center yeah, fielder in baseball. I'm getting him for one more year after this one. That it is so classic Rays to trade him at this point. Won't cost much uh money, obviously, because the rate the the Rays wouldn't have paid him. Um obviously not the highest average guy, but honestly, if I bat Kevin Kiermeyer eight, seven, eight, and and he hits me twenty homers. That's 240 and plays elite center field. That's all I really care about. Yeah, dude, I, I love Kiermaier. I've talked about him in the past. I, I That dude is as good as it gets as a defensive center fielder. And, and I talk, like when I'm talking about Mark, I mean, like I need somebody who can play some defense in center field. I need it. So, yeah, I'm and, it, and super cheap, like should not cost a lot. The next thing I'm doing is I am signing Trevor Story for five years and $120 million. I'm giving him the Springer contract. I'm letting him play shortstop for me for the next five years. I don't care about the road splits. I don't care about any of that stuff. Trevor Story rakes. And I think if you add him to this lineup, it is just beyond potent. I don't think he's going to cost as much as Seager or Correa. Um, I, I like him way more than I like Javi Baez. I think he's, I think you're getting him at a, at a pretty good price there. Uh, like, like Springer, I I thought it was an impact bat last offseason. I would sign up for for that level of production from from Trevor Story. Bring him here. Enough with the dumpster fire that was shortstop last year. Um, and this way that Stott doesn't have to come up and have the pressure of playing shortstop from day one. I could have him that start. That was going to be my question. I was thinking about Stott because obviously in my offseason, that's the idea that Stott comes up and plays. Yeah, I will uh... – I love Stott. I think he's going to be really, really good. I think his bat plays from day one. I'm not totally sure about shortstop. Um, if they don't sign, like, I'm not sure how realistic signing story is. Um, I'm like beyond fine if 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 if, if Bryson Stott is my opening day shortstop. Uh, perfect offseason, notwithstanding. 
I am trading Eric Miller, Yosuar Garcia, and another prospect oh. if needed to the Oakland Athletics for Lou Trevino. I am. Ooh. He's <laughs> you're making some serious reliever trades, huh? Oh, you, come on. Do you know who? Do you know who you host this podcast with? I know. Yosuar's Yo, fallen pretty far, though. That's a shame. He's fine. He's 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 a elite so, elite defensive player. Not sure on the bat, but still has the prospect pe- pedigree. There, people will take a shot on him. Eric Miller, I think, could be really good, but he's already twenty four. Um, you know, he just hasn't been able to stay healthy, but he has legit upside. It might take another prospect. I think Trevino's uh arb eligible for the next three years. Um, so uh, you have a you have him under control for the next couple of years. And you get a legitimate lockdown closer. Like, like I don't want to trade for Josh Hader, even though I think that that is in the in the cards, because um, it's only one more year. It's going to cost so much to right. Like I would rather trade a similar prospect package to go get Lou Trevino um, and have him for the next four years than I would be for Hader for one more year. So yeah, I'm I'm very 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 with you on this. So uh, that I'm kind of basing my perfect offseason off of what. Dombrowski said, and and this I've got the left fielder for him, I got the center fielder for him, and I got the closer. So hire me. <laughs> uh obviously re-signing Hector. I mean, come on, one year five million. Oh, yeah, Steal. Steal. I'll get in. I'll get in. I'm signing. So Trevor Story, Suzuki, so far. This is good. Kiermeyer. I, like I like where you're at. Kiermeyer. Yeah. I like where you're at. Trevino. Uh my guy David Bednar. Uh, I'm signing Corey Knebel for two years, 16 million, 8 million a year. I think he is elite. I love the fastball. I love the power fastball curveball combination. It's just, uh, dope. Um, (laughs) this, this, I'm not sure you're going to like, I'm giving Brett Gardner one year, 3 million. Oh, stop. No. Dombrowski talked the other day about wanting a world series champion. Brett Gardner, I'm gonna play him in left field, play him against righties, giving him a one year deal for three three million. There, there's no way the Yankees don't bring him back. <laughs> well, no, and, and 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 it's all fun and games until Joe Girardi bats him over Suzuki and gets him like, <laughs> I know, I know, I know, like four hundred. I, I, I trust Brett. All right, I yeah. guy Gardy. I've known Gardy for years. I know he can handle this. Yeah, so I'm playing a, a bit with fire here, but I do think that they need more winners in here. Uh, they need guys that have done it before, and Brett Gardner commands respect everywhere he goes. So I am actually trading DD and a prospect to the Rockies for, I don't know, whatever. Like, <laughs> like I'm getting off that I'm getting off that 14 million however I can. I think Kendall's a good enough prospect to where at least it's semi-intriguing. The Rockies have like no direction, but I bet they would be like, ah, oh, whatever. DD's fine, I guess. Um, they're losing story. Just Trevor story. Yeah. 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 Replacing with Didi sounds like a win. Um, <laughs> yeah, sure, so, excited. so I mean, listen, Didi goes to Colorado, whatever, but, uh, yeah, I'm getting off that contract and that's part of my plan to stay under the lecture tax. Like I will give up a legitimate prospect to get off of that. And Kendall, yeah. Kendall is legitimately legitimate enough to where it might be able to get the job done. I don't know, but whatever, not whatever prospect it takes, but any prospect in like the ten to twenties, I'm I'm pretty open to, to to moving so I can move Didi and leave shortstop open for Stott or Story. Yeah, all about moving Didi. I'm with you on that. Like I said, I'd rather take the route of you know framing him for a crime or something. But this is probably a better idea. 
Yeah, probably, probably. Uh, <laughs> and my he's too nice a guy. I can't do that to him. And my final move is I'm. <laughs> uh, no one's gonna like this, but I, <laughs> I'm not even sure I like it. But uh, I'm signing John Lester to a one-year, one million dollar deal. What? What? <laughs> John Lester. I'm just getting. I'm listening. I'm literally just getting a number five starter you for a million. Winners, huh? You just want winners. Yeah, you want I do. Guys have won titles. Yes, I do. I do. I need guys that know how to win. And I don't. I know John Lester can't. Literally, is awful now. I mean, he had like pitched oh, like so a bad. four seven ERA last year. I pitched to a four three with the with the Cardinals last year. And he's actually a thousand years old. I think it was his thirty-seven birthday. Thirty-seven. Yeah, 37. Trust me, Jack. I know he's younger than me. All right, pal. Congratulations. Thanks. Congratulations. Thanks so much. Uh, John Lester and I are almost contemporaries. So, so until Eflin comes back, I'm going to give a couple stars to John Lester. Whatever, I don't care. Gives my gives my final roster looking like this: JT and Marshawn are my catchers. Reese and Bohm are my first baseman slash DH. Stott at second, Story at short, Segura at third. Uh, so, yes, Suzuki in left with paired with Veerling, Kiermaier in center, Bryce in right, and Gardy, <laughs> our guy Gardy, uh, oh, just rotating around. Starting pitchers are Wheeler. Wheel- shutdown bullpen. Can we just get to the shutdown bullpen you've you've put together? Wheeler, Nola, Gibby, Ranger, Falter slash Kraus until Eflin's back and Lester. <laughs> uh closer Lou Trevino, followed by Hector Falter after whatever. Uh Bednar, Coonrod, Alvarado, Sheriff, if he has options, he, he could be in triple A, whatever. I don't care. Uh Brogdon Canable and Sir Anthony Dominguez. There's a nine. Yeah, really there's, good job by you. Your, yours is much, 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 much more realistic than mine. There's a 90 win ball club, Dave. Look my, at you. You have Look my number. You. you have my number. You improve the defense. The offense is still solid. The bullpen is a thousand times better. Give this guy a job. Don't though. Don't don't leave me on this podcast. That wouldn't be good. But you know, if needed. <laughs> but think about it. I think I, I could be your inside source. That's true. Oh, why is why is Seltzer breaking all this news all of a sudden? <laughs> can't, can't figure out where he got that from. Oh, who could, who could it be? I, you know, what, what did that happen? Uh, no, I you, you did a really good job. I I appreciate all. I mean that that you're you're the king of. I will say you did promise me more fake trades than this. I just and the and the listeners forget me. You promised the listeners more fake trades. You're so good at them. It's kind of messed up. You don't. Yeah, I thought we were gonna do it every pod. Well, I'm gonna get back to the bit of doing that. I forgot about okay. that bit. Uh, it's it when okay. you, when your whole but, life is a bit. It's hard to keep all the bits. <laughs> it's hard to keep all the bits in order. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, like JT is so lucky I didn't trade him and sign Mike Zunino. I'm shocked you didn't. I was expecting a JT trade bombshell. Well, I gotta be honest. I tried to do a perfect offseason that I also felt was realistic. Yeah, yours is very, very, very realistic. Like, you know, it was it was good. You did a good job, buddy. I'm proud of you. Oh, thanks. I, you know, I, I really am. I feel the I, really I feel the am. warmth in your heart for how well I did. I I'm gonna I go really home am. and put that. I, I need, I mean, again, I need Nick Castellanos, but otherwise it's perfect. No, listen, oh. I I so I'm already giving up the the second rounder for a story. I guess I'll do that. Um, but, but then it's a third rounder, right? It just goes back around. So why yeah. not? And then it's like a no brainer. <sighs> Stop. <laughs> Stop. That's 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 too far. You want me to give up two draft picks for for players that would make the Phillies automatic playoff contenders? Mm. 
Good luck yeah. selling me on that. Well, you know, we do what we could do, Jack. We do what we could do. Honestly, which would you hate more, Gardner or Lester? <sighs> I mean, I think I'd hate Gardner more. Wow. Even though he's a better player right now. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, I mean, Gardner's but... definitely, definitely done. But the... I hate like a deep, passionate hatred of that guy. Like well, he's high on my least liked people in the sport list. Like outside of guys who are like, you know, true a-holes, like bad people and stuff. Like Brett Gardner's the top of my I hate you as a baseball player list. Yeah, but winner. And uh but I, I do agree with you. You are playing with fire knowing that Girardi would have like his boy back that would like really like tempt him to bat him all the time because he came it's up disaster, let's be honest <laughs> just wait for the first gardner leading off and dd in the two-hole lineup that we get nope. and then it's like oh no Joe. they need they Joe. need they need dd out of here for our own good like dave dave yeah, I, know. I think dave saw one too many dd starts last year and he's like you know i what? hope he did yes me too. i hope he went into middleton's office and was like john why did you make me pay this guy for two years what are, what are we doing here can i do my job right because I have to believe that's what happened, Jack. I have to believe it. Yeah. Well, Our guy Dave would never. No. Well, not not that he's a year under his belt now. Not not after having a year of seeing Didi and knowing that Girardi probably helped facilitate that move and saying, Joe, not anymore. Trust me, man. This guy's great. We need Didi here. Mm, disagree, Joe. <laughs> All right, this is good. I, I, they signed a raise guy, Jack. Yes, and that raise guy is going to bring me Kevin Kiermaier. I love it. I love it. Are you? Got, I'm assuming there's no take bag today. I feel like we just kind of did the take bag. Is there anything? Uh, extra? No, I did think the Aaron Loop thing was interesting. I mean, uh, you know, uh, former Phillies great Aaron Loop. Yeah, you you doubted Klentak and his eye for talent, but I mean, hey, listen. let me tell you, when Aaron Loop was here. He wasn't good. No, he was right. not. But then, but then. He was a lights out reliever, of course. Our guy with the Rays found him and brought him down there, created a monster. Aaron Loop turned into a dominant reliever. The Mets signed him. He was great last year. Our guy brings him back. I like it. Yeah. Uh, All yeah. comes full circle. I'll t Yeah, just get me guys who can get outside of the bullpen. I'm happy. Yes. Also, like, it's not the hard. Again, I feel like I say this every offseason after I lay out my perfect offseason. Not that hard to build a bullpen. I just did one in twenty minutes. <laughs> it's true. It's a really good point, Jack. Thank Nailed you. it. Thank you. I agree. Dave, figure it out. Dave, hire Jack Fritz, but yes. don't. But do. Well, do. Just do just do what he tells you to do. Right. How about that? Right. I appreciate Dave listening. He's at the GM meetings. He's probably busy. On his flight home, I'm sure he will download this. Oh, I think he's got his AirPods and walking around the meetings with us in his ears as he heads into meetings and stuff, just to Make sure he's like prepared and ready. Good. I mean, yeah, this is like playing with fire, Jack. I mean, come on. I agree. I agree. So <laughs> I, I appreciate you listening, Dave. And yet again, it's not that hard to build a bullpen. It is not that hard. All right. Um, final thought, Fritzy. Final thought. Today was a really great day. I woke up. Well, last night I got home. I wrote out my perfect all season. Got super excited about it. <laughs> woke up this morning. Uh, added John Lester to it. Made it even better. And then I came to work, saw you, said it's perfect offseason day. <laughs> and then while producing the show, the Phillies signed a raise guy to come run their R&D department. 
slash be an assistant general manager. And now we just did the perfect offseason podcast. And I got to be honest, it's just been a great day. It has been a great day. I and, love and there, For those who don't know, there, Jack has reserved the right to update the perfect offseason as we go along. So it is possible you will get more perfect offseason. Yes, right? yes. So this is perfect offseason 1.0. If, if, <laughs> if Mel Kuyper and, and Todd McShay can put out, you know, 8.0 mock drafts, I can do perfect offseasons. And I genuinely get excited writing them out every time. Although I do highly enjoy this one. Yeah, I like this one too. There were a lot of moving parts. He made a lot of moves. This was a lot of trades, which I appreciate again as someone who sucks at fake trades. I appreciate your ability to fake trade. It really mm. it's a skill, Jack. Yeah, yeah. So uh bring me Lou Trevino, who, fun fact, threw a no hitter against Bloomsburg in college. So uh, and uh, I the true story comes out. I kept the book for that game and he was <laughs> Now we know. And he was nice. We gotta get Chaz McCormick on the pod. Can we make this happen? Yeah, for sure. Okay, that'll be fun. So look forward to that. That's coming up. Plus, next Saturday, the plan at least. The plan. The pod where Jack and I get drunk and go through all the. I was about to curse Jack. The bleepy losses from this season. The worst of the worst. So if you wanted to laugh and cry. Probably the pod for you. I think yeah, I think we'll do both. Yeah, well, I would say more laughs because it's over, you know. Yeah, it's a good point. And because who cares? Because we got a we got a real baseball team, Jack. And a Rays guy. And a Rays guy. All right, my final thought. Uh, it has been a great day, and it is also Veterans Day. So thank you to all the uh, all those people who served our country. I don't think we make a big enough deal deal about Veterans Day in this country. So. Um, thank you to everyone. I'm sure there are listeners out there who have served or are serving their country. And, uh, and we, we greatly appreciate that and the sacrifices that have been made by so many over the years to allow us to uh, sit here at home on a microphone and, and talk to you about baseball. So, um, so thank you. Um, Fritzy, the next time we talk, we're going to be doing it with drinks. It's going to be good. Mm-hmm. Well, that's not true. We're going to talk at work every day, but you know what I mean? Into these microphones for these beautiful yes. people. Yes. And, uh, you know, Hopefully by that point, maybe one of these moves has been done. Oh, oh, buddy. Give it to me. Give it to me. Lou Trevino is going to be a Philly by next Saturday. Let's go. Exactly right. He spreads himself over five years later. Hey, Flyers fans, it's Al Morgani here. I want to tell you about my new Flyers podcast, South Philly Sauce, along with Ashlyn Sullivan. We break down the ins and outs of the team while also bringing you the best interviews with players, coaches, and media members. You can hear the new episode every week, twice a week, on the Odyssey app or wherever you find your podcasts.